morning, church. It's so great to see all of you here this morning. Happy New Year. Why don't you rise to your feet and worship with us this morning?
Church, again, Happy New Year. We're so glad that we get to spend the first day of this year together with you all. And even just reflecting on what New Year means, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's the opportunity to sit and reflect on the past year and think about the highs and the lows and the moments in our lives where God has been present. And the truth is he's been present in every moment, but I think sometimes it's really easy to forget that he's with us in those high moments. It's very easy for us to fall into a place where we think that it's, you know, by our own power or by our own strength that good things happen. But, but truthfully, every good thing comes from God. And, and in the same way, you know, in the low moments, it's very easy to feel forgotten and alone and uh, just by ourselves in our struggle. But the truth of the matter is, is that God's very presence, his spirit is with us in it all. Amen. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, you know, when I reflect on the Bible and scripture uh, and the Israelites did this often is they took time to pause and to reflect. There's a word in the Psalms, uh, it's Selah. And basically what that word means is it just means that you sit and reflect on on God and spend time in the quiet reflecting. And uh, we've got a new song. It's actually a song we sang at our worship night a, a month or so ago, and it's it's called Same God, and it's just a song that, that reflects on who God has been throughout history, but it's also an invitation for each of us for what God wants to do in our hearts and lives today. You see, the truth is that God's not done working, that he is still actively working in each of our lives, and I just think that fills me personally with great hope, and I hope that does for you too. And I don't know where you are today. You may be in a place where you're skeptical or struggling with your faith or whatever, but I think God has open arms towards each of us today, just saying, this is who I am. This is who I want to be to you. Just allow me to to come and meet you here today. So let's sing this song together. And as you get the sense of it, feel free to join us in singing it as well. Let's sing this together.
beating hearts right now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You touch the lepers that I feel your touch right now. You are the same God. You are the Church, just give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. As we worship you, Lord. As I'm calling on the Holy Spirit, an almighty river comes.
the Spirit of God is here. Amen. I, uh, yeah, sure. I just want to encourage you as we enter into just a, a time of prayer. If you're here today and you just have something heavy that's on your heart, maybe you're here today and you're celebrating. I love that we do this. It's not just about the things and the burdens that we carry, but it's also the things that we celebrate. And if you want to take a seat in the next few moments, we want to just take a few moments and pray over you. Again, whether it's a time of celebration for you this morning or it's a time of, of heaviness or weight or something you're carrying, there may be a few folks that come around you. Again, I love that we do this because this is our way of saying we're in this together. We want to pray for each other and support each other as a church. So let's go, let's go to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blessing of what a new day, a new year means to us. And God, we recognize as we look back on 2022 that for some of us, it was an extremely difficult year. I, I would believe that there are people here today, God, who would say, I don't want to repeat 2022. God, I just pray specifically for them and for those who are even seated this morning who are feeling that weight today. God, that you would just come before them, that your presence would be heavy. Lord, that you would be in that place of transformation and encouragement and love and support. And God, that you would bring what each and every one needs this morning. Well, Lord, we do pray for those who celebrate even today as we look, whether it's back or look forward and recognize, God, that you are in the business of changing lives. And Lord, we just want to tell you today as we enter this first day of 2023 that we are open, we're available, we're ready. God, we're eager to be in a place where you move in our lives, where you transform and change who we are. God, we just want to be ready for that. And so we pray that this time next year, we'll look back on 2023 and say, God, it was the best year ever we had because we were connected to you. Not because of all that happened or what was provided or what we made or what was given to us, but God, simply because your spirit moved in our lives and we are different because of it. And God, for that, we'll give you the praise and the glory. Lord, specifically this morning, we want to pray for our Turkic Arabic group who, who ministers so effectively, God, specifically for our Turkic Arabic directors, that you would bless them, that you would go before them, also give them a wonderful year as they look forward to 2023. And God, we ask for your protection and all of the things, Lord, that you can bring to all of our missionaries across the world. Lord, we thank you. We pray that you'll be a part of the rest of our service. We invite you to continue to move. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen and amen. You may be seated. Tell you what, as you're being seated, wish someone a happy new year right next to you. It is so good to have you here on this first day of 2023, as Carter said. And uh, we want to say a special welcome to those of you who might be here for the first time. We would love to get connected with you. And if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment or two and filling out that connection card, you can do that by scanning the QR code that's on the seat back in front of you. You can also find that online for those of you who are joining us online. We would love to get to know you and get to know a little bit more about you. If you could fill that out and let us know you're here. We also want to invite you to a very special event. This is something that's brand new. First time you've ever heard about it, but next Sunday morning we are having a guest reception event. And so if you've attended All Shores or you've watched us online for the last couple of months, we want to invite you next Sunday morning after each of the services, so they'll be independent after the 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock service here at Spring Lake, for you to come 
hear a little bit more about what All Shores is about, you'll get a sense of what you can do to be able to get involved more deeply. You'll hear a little bit more about the vision of who we are. Just 30 minutes next Sunday morning. If you've been a part of the church over the last few months, you've just been recently coming, this is something brand new that we want to invite you to. Again, next Sunday morning, January 8th, after each of the services, you can join us in West 200. We'd love to have you there. We also want to say just a special welcome to all three campuses. Give yourselves a hand. You're all three here today. That's so fun. And uh, thank you to Muskegon and Coopersville for making the trek if you drove this far. So it's so fun. Don't you just enjoy being together as one church? It's such a, a fun time that we do this periodically throughout the year. I also want to remind you just as we close up our announcements here that this is our time in the, the service when we remind you about our offering. Again, just thank you for your faithfulness in this area. We want to remind you that you can give online. If you came prepared to give today, you can do that on your way out. Uh, there are boxes on the wall at each of the doors by the exit. But thank you again so much. We're so grateful. Appreciate you being here. We just want to pray that God continues to bless you with the rest of our service. This new year, we cry out to you, the one who restores broken hearts, who refreshes tired spirits, who makes all things new. Let our faith and hope be born again today. Help us to let go of the past, stop looking back and Turn our eyes toward you. We are here today in full acceptance of who we've been, but also in hopeful expectation of who you're shaping us to be. Let your love work in us so you can better work through us. We stand ready, ready to embrace all you have for our lives ready to do your will, ready to witness the wonders of your mighty hand, ready to share the redeeming love, the perfect grace, the life-changing salvation you have given us. So today, we lift up our voices in praise to the one who washes away our failures, who wipes away our fear and doubt, to the almighty God who makes all things new. Well, I am so excited to be with all of you this morning. Love that we have all three of our campuses here in one place to start the new year. I'm so excited that we get to kick off the year this way. The last time that we saw all of each other was at our Christmas Eve services. So excited about what God did through those that we got to celebrate this season. And now starting the year together, I don't think you could do, do it better. Be honest with me. How many of you have already taken down your Christmas trees? Just look at that. Come on, somebody. I'm a firm believer that Christmas should stretch at least into February. Okay, somebody. I'm still singing Mary, Did You Know? I'm so excited for what we get to dive into together. We're going to be in Psalm 37 I think wherever you're coming from, you're going to find something encouraging, hopefully life-giving. 
in Psalm 37 as we dive in today. I can't wait, but before we do, we pause every single week to remind ourselves that that we probably are, are coming in too hot. We probably need to slow down so that we don't miss what God might want to say to us. That every time we gather, every time we open up God's, God's word, that he, he really does. He comes with gifts. He comes with understanding that he wants to give us. And so we, we realize that, man, we run too fast, and we're all coming off of a busy, a busy week. And so we slow down, pause every week to affirm to God that whatever he wants to say to us that we actually want to hear. And so let me give you an opportunity to do that silently, and then I'll pray for us in a minute. Holy Spirit, we do. We present ourselves to you today that on the first day of the new year, the new year that you've given us, that that you've all put breath in our lungs, blood through our veins, that you have something for us this next year. And we don't want to miss it. And so as we open up your word, the first thing that we do on the first day of the year, God, I pray that you would open up our minds and open up our hearts for the word that you have for us today. Holy Spirit, would you give us understanding for what you're trying to say to us and courage to ultimately obey it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said, Amen Amen and amen. Well, to focus our time together, we're going to be walking through some things that come out of our text. Here's the question we're going to be centering our time together around. What questions... Should you and I consider entering the new year? What would be helpful? What, what questions should we consider entering the new year? You see, the new year is unique. It's a place where you both look back at the year that's just completed, and we look ahead to the year that is yet to come. It's like we're on the corner of a street. We can still see both. And hopefully today, hopefully you leave with some new handles for how to approach the year ahead as well as look back at the year that we've completed. And we're going to use Psalm 37 as our text this morning. And so we're going to pick up with verses 1 through 4. Here's what they say. Here's what the psalmist writes. David writes, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think these four verses are some of the most beautiful verses in all of Scripture. I mean, just look at this progression. It begins where most of us start in our humanity. Worried, anxious, envious, afraid. And then it moves to something so beautiful. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And then he makes this profound statement. He says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What an incredible truth this morning. For me, it reminds me that God truly cares about me, that when I delight in the Lord, he gives me more and more of that which delights himself. 
Which brings us to the first question that I think we can draw out of the text this morning. Remember, trying to answer the question, what questions should we consider entering the new year? Here's the first one. This is, this is what it is. Am I more in love with God this year than I was last year? Am I more in love with God this year than I was last year? This is a question that I ask myself every single year, that God cares about the answer to this question for our lives. And for me, it's not just in my relationship with God, but it's also in other important relationships that I have. For example, like my marriage. I want to be more and more in love with my wife every single year of our marriage. And I know that for me and you, Love does not grow naturally on its own. You know what does? Distance. That if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, love grows cold. Love is like a fire. It burns hot and it burns bright, but it needs to be regularly tended and stoked in order for its flame to continue to burn. I know that's true in my marriage. I also know that's true in my relationship with God. For example... I know that this year I spent 17 less days with God than I did last year. That I keep track every year how many days I I carve out time to spend time with God. This year I spent 17 days less with God than I did last year. And you might say, 17 days? No big deal. But for me, when I, when I look at the pattern, it's not, a, it's not a shame thing. It's just an awareness of thing. I spent 17 days with God less this year than I did last year. But two years ago, if I look at those, I spent 47 days less with God this year than I did in 2020. 47 days. You see, it's easy if you were just to ask me in the lobby how my relationship with God is going. I'd say, oh, yeah, God and I, we're good. But when I look at the pattern that I'm in from these last two years, I cannot help but get nervous about the direction that I'm heading. And so it brings it back to the front of my attention. To start this year, I want to get back to my first love, spending time with Jesus. Can I ask you the same question, church? Are you more in love with God starting this year? than you were last year. I know life is busy. I know it's hectic. I know it's full of so many things, but nothing really matters more than the answer to that question. We pick back up in verses 5 and 6. Here's what the psalmist writes. He says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Commit your way to the Lord. I believe it takes courage to live how God wants us to live. That it takes trust that he will watch over us and protect us. That he'll show up in times of need. That he'll catch us when we take a leap of faith. And courage does not come naturally to us hooksmas. So we have to work on it. We incentivize it in our family. We challenge each other because we know that if we're not careful, if we're not attentive, that we'll lead safe and boring lives. Lives that are no different from other families who don't believe that the God of the universe lives in them. 
As Huxmas, we want to live lives of big faith, and faith takes courage. Which brings us to the second question I think we can draw out of the text this morning. What questions should we consider entering the new year? Here's the second one. This is, this is what we find. Did I courageously do what I felt like God prompted me to do this year? Did I courageously do what I felt like God prompted me to do this year? See, for many of us, the lives we desperately want to live feel just out of reach. That for so many of us, unless it happens for us, we're nervous, scared, timid to risk what we have for something undefined and out of our control. And so we sit and wait on God to do it all on his own. And we reason that if he really wants to give us something, that he can. And yet I think he longs for us to trust him enough to risk what we have in order to receive what he set aside for us. Consider your way from this past year. Did you courageously do what you felt like God prompted you to do? Or did you and I, did we miss some opportunities along the way? When I asked myself this question as as we ended 2022, I felt like the Holy Spirit immediately brought a memory to mind. A couple months ago, my wife and I, we went on a trip together, and, and it was the last day of our trip. We had just gotten kicked out of the place that we were staying in the morning, and our flight wasn't until later at night, and so we just drove around and did shopping. And we wanted to go to a movie. Our movie ended up getting pushed back, so we got out later than we had anticipated, and we were booking it to the airport. And on our way, we were almost there. We, we stop at a red light. It's late at night, and I'm focused because I do not want to miss that flight. And so I'm looking ahead. My wife looks to the right, and there's a woman who's holding up a sign that says, I'm homeless and I need some help. And I didn't even see her, but my wife turns to me and she says, Evan, I think we should give her the rest of our groceries that we bought for the week because as soon as, as, soon as we get to the airport, we're just going to have to throw them all away. And with, with barely a thought, with barely a glance, I just say, Mel, like, we can't. We don't have enough time. We need to keep going. Light turns green. I hit the gas. And before we even hit the airport, I felt like the Holy Spirit convicted me. And I turned to my wife, and I'm saying, and I said, I am so sorry for shutting you down. That if you really felt like that was what we were supposed to do, we should have done it. And that's what I love about Jesus is he doesn't just affirm the things we do well, and that's the only way that we please him. He actually wants to enter into the places that we fall short. And those are the places that he wants to to teach us, to help us, to change us, so that when another opportunity comes, that our gut response is different, that it's transformed. I believe you and I have everything we need for everything God is calling us to do. The question is, do we have the courage to do it? Last verse, verse 7. This is what David writes. He says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. Be still before the Lord. One of my favorite authors from this past year was a woman by the name of Ruth Haley Barton. 
Her book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, absolutely rocked my world. Here's a quote from her book that she borrowed from Parker Palmer and put in. This is what she says. I want you to get a picture of this. She writes, the soul is like a wild animal, tough, resilient, resourceful, savvy. It knows how to survive in hard places, but it's also shy. Just like a wild animal, it seeks safety in the dense underbrush. If we want to see a wild animal, we know that the last thing that we should do is go crashing through the woods, yelling for it to come out. Later, she goes on to write, I think this is so key for you and I today, as we start this year. She says, the spiritual law of gravity ensures that the chaos of the human soul will settle if it sits still long enough. That the chaos of the human soul that you and I experience, maybe nobody else knows, it will settle if it sits still long enough. Brings us to our third question. I think we can draw out of the text this morning. What questions should we consider entering the new year? Here's the third one. Am I more convinced this year that what God does in me is more important than what I do for God? Am I more convinced this year that what God does in me is more important than what I do for God? If you and I were to ask just this one question heading into the new, this new year, I think it would change our lives. That what if, what if God wasn't as interested in you and I proving in all these different areas of our lives how worthy we are, how good we are at what we do, but what if he was simply interested in how much of our lives, how much of our heart we were willing to open up for him to transform? This whole time we've been trying to answer what questions should we consider entering the new year. Here's, here's the last question that I think will help wrap this all up for us. This is my question for you. What is God dreaming for you this next year? What if you could get a sense? What is God dreaming for you this next year? And I don't have an answer for you. But I do have an idea that I hope will help you give you unique handles heading into this year. It's, it's called a word for the year. And let me explain it in the simplest ways I know how, these three things. What is a word for the year? Here's the first one. A word for the year leaves behind bookmarks for the past. It helps us look back. Let me, let me just take you through my own life as I've gone through these, these last few years. Back in 2018, my word for the year as I look back was Sabbath. 2018 was the year that I graduated from seminary. I was working, I was working in full-time ministry. We were starting our family. I was going to, to seminary on nights and weekends. And it was just nonstop go, go, go. But I graduated, and I felt like God was inviting me into finding out what Sabbath, what rest was really for. That 2018, that, that year changed my life. I felt, I, I felt like I discovered how to actually sit with God, not just do for him. The next year was the year that Mel and I felt we got a prompting from God to leave Indianapolis to, 
to quit both of our jobs there and to move back up to Michigan with our, with our two little girls. And that move, what we were asking God for, was faith. We needed help. We needed encouragement for the road, for the road ahead. 20, 2019, we needed faith. 2020, provision. Do you remember what we were all needing in 2020? That God took the little amount of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, <laughs> and he multiplied it for the masses. That he provided exactly what we needed. For us, 2020 was such a year of turbulence. It was such a year of not knowing, and, and yet God provided every single thing that we needed. But 2020 for us was a year of provision. Last year, this is just our journey as a family. Last year, our year as a family, really, that we dove into was generosity. I just want to let you know, I am Dutch, <laughs> and I am a recovering penny pincher, <laughs> which is good in some ways, but there was something that God wanted to grow in me to display more of him to the world, and so God had to take us on a journey. 2021 was the first time we had ever gotten a mason jar and wrote generosity on it, and whatever money went in, we were not allowed to spend it on ourselves. And we were just learning. We were discovering. We were beginners. We didn't know. A word for the year can create bookmarks for the past that you can start to see, how has God moved in my life? Second thing that a word for the year can be is, is it inspires willingness for the present. It doesn't just leave behind bookmarks for the past, but it inspires willingness for the present. You see, so many of us are stuck in who we've been that we're unwilling to change. We've really boxed ourselves in, and, it's, and that's true for who we've been, but that doesn't mean that God wants to abandon us there that you and I, we might have one area of our lives that we give God free reign in this next year. Permission for him to stretch us. Permission to be a beginner. Permission for us not to know what we're doing. And guess what? God will meet us there. These, these were my words for the past. This was my, this was my word for this past year. Really, we, we rallied around this again as a family. Was hospitality. And I'm so glad, I, I love the progression here, because in order for us to be hospitable, it required for us already to be generous. And so we invited a lot of people into our home this year as a family, and that was a, that was a first for us, but it was a concentrated area that we said, God, we don't know how to do this well. We don't know how to fit this into our lives. Will you help grow something in us that isn't there? It creates bookmarks for the past. It creates willingness in the present. Here's the last one. A word for the year, and this is what I hope you hear, it can create a lens for the future. A word for the year can create a lens for the future. You want to know my word for 2023? It's sleep. <laughs> that is my word. My word for 2023 is sleep. That's my mission. Some of you can join me on that mission if you want to. I've always, I've always been a person, this is just how I've been, I've gone to bed late, woke up early, didn't eat breakfast, drank a ton of coffee, I've survived on caffeine and good looks, okay? That's just, 
That's just been my story, okay? But then this year, the Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, God woke me up a little bit. This is me in the ER after my first ever and hopefully only really um, seizure. That it was, I was feeling good, feeling great, ready for the day ahead, and, and my wife took me to the ER because I had a seizure. This is me this past Tuesday, downtown GR, getting my first ever EEG. And we're still looking for answers. Everything seems to be fine. There's been no incidents afterwards, but it's been a wake-up call where God's just saying, hey, Evan, I know, I know that you think you're doing fine, but I just want to give you a wake-up call. You need to take care of yourself better. And so last night, even though I love college football, I got my eight hours of sleep because I know that in order to take care of myself, that I, and I'm learning, I need, I need to learn how to prioritize sleep because that's not been something that I've needed to do in the past. For me, this past year was a wake-up call physically. I wonder, I'm just wondering if there's anyone here this morning watching online who you, you might need a wake-up call spiritually. That we're just kind of going through the motions. One year bleeds into the next. And I wonder if what God might be saying to us this morning is, hey, I want you to be aware. I want you to be open. I want you to be looking for an area of your life that I want to grow in you this next year. That words have power. Words have power to shape. Words have power to create doorways that we can walk through. Words create awareness. Maybe your word for the year is dance. Maybe you need to get out of your head. Maybe your word for the year is home. Maybe you've been prioritizing every area but one. Maybe your word for the year is brave. Maybe you've known what God has been asking you to do for years, and you just need the courage to do it. Maybe your word for the year is steadied that things are going well, but you just need God to move in a way where you feel centered, where you feel rooted. Pete has a word for the year. He let me borrow. He, these are little mud love bracelets, and he gave me these just so I could show you. He, he picks a word for the year, and he puts it on a bracelet that you can customize, and then he wears it every day of the year. And his, his word a, a couple years ago was overcome, that he needed that reminder right there on his wrist just to create awareness that what he was looking for, what he was asking for, praying for, was God to move in his life. His, his last one from this past year, he cheated. He had two words. So if he can have two words, I guess you can have two words. Was delight and wonder. That coming out of 2020, coming out of 2021, that what he really wanted to look for was delight and and wonder. That a word for the year is not a New Year's resolution. It's a resolution is something we control. A word for the year is a partnership with the Holy Spirit. It's not just what am I bad at that God wants to fix. It's what does God want to grow in me that he has a heart for? What does he want me to discover and mine into? What does God want to expand in you? What does God care about and what matters to you? Church, What's your word for the year? I really think, I know some of you, some of you might be skeptical about, I think, why wouldn't God want to give you something that helps you 
be more aware heading into the new year. And for me, sometimes, it hasn't always started at the beginning of the year. Sometimes I'm a slow learner. Sometimes I pick up later in the year. But every single year, God gives me a framework, a lens, a theme for what he's wanting to do in my life. And I'm praying that God speaks to you that he opens up your eyes, that he shows you what's ahead or, or gives you encouragement in places that are hard. And so I do, I want to pray for you. That God would enlighten you, that God would open up your mind, that he would pick out one word or two, and that he would give you those as, as we leave today. So if you just bow your heads, let me just pray. For us, God, we look to you. And we do. We love you. We don't want you to be on the back burner of our lives. We don't want to take you for granted. We don't want to push off what we love and what we want to search for, what we long for in order to pursue other things. We want to pursue you as our first love the one who's come after us, who's seeking after us. And you are helpful. You are enlightening. You're not evasive. You're not hiding. That you love us like a good father. And so I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice that you will speak to them in whatever way is helpful for them to understand, but that you would highlight a word or give them a conviction or bring something to mind. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's later on throughout the day. But God, I pray that you'd speak to your sons and your daughters whom you love and that you'd encourage them. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want to pray for those of you who maybe when you flipped open the laptop today or when you walked through these doors that you would say, I don't know what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And at some point today through our service, or maybe it was even before as you were coming out, that you were sensing God was drawing you to himself. Maybe you don't even know what that means, but you just sense that God is drawing you closer. And it would be my great honor to give you time and space today just to respond to that. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to come up to the front. I just want to know who I'm praying for. So if you're online, you can raise your hand. Or if you're in this room, will you just slip your hand up so that I know? Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you right there. Yes. Anyone else? Pray these words in your, in your own way. Say, Heavenly Father, I hear you, and I want to respond in the only way I know how. Would you come, and would you save me? Would you cleanse me? Would you make me new from the inside out? Help me to live a life worthy of the calling that I've received. And it's in Jesus' name that we all pray and said, amen and amen. Come on, church, can you celebrate some new brothers and sisters in Christ? 
We love you. So good to be together. So good to spend time together. We are going to continue to worship both through song and communion. We take communion every single week. And if you walked in, you should have gotten a packet with some juice and a little wafer. If you didn't, they're still in the lobby. Go right now. You can get that if you want to. Everyone is welcome um, at the table. If you are following, following Jesus, you don't need to be a member. But let's stand. Let's sing together. Let's respond to the word that God's given us with joy. that Jesus was betrayed. He was with his friends, his family, and they ate dinner together. And, and it was at dinner that he took the bread and he looked around them with love in his eyes and he said, this is my body broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. So in the same way, we do that together, church.
And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood shed for your sins of a new covenant. Drink of this, all of you, in remembrance of me. And so we do that together as well. Let's continue to sing. Let's declare this together. When the rain fell, when the floods came, when the wind blew, I was okay. You'll be right there. You're in every step I take. When the night falls, when my heart aches, if I stumble, I will not break. You'll be right there. You're in every step I take. in this place. Thank you, Jesus. What a great, 
what a great anthem as we leave. That we don't know what this next year will hold, but we know who holds the future. That God is with you, God is for you, God loves you. That he has something unique for each and every one of us as we head into this new year. I do want to encourage you, if you you raised your hand, or even if you didn't, if you made a decision today, a spiritual decision, whether it's online, whether you're in person, there are decision cards in the seat back in front of you. We would love for you to fill that out. Just come drop it at our connection point. It's that desk right there in our lobby. We We have a gift for you. We would love to celebrate with you that that this isn't something that you should have to do alone, that we're a family. We, we walk together. And I do want to encourage you, we're all together today, but next week we are back. We're back at every location, Coopersville, Muskegon, here at Spring Lake, and we're starting a brand new series. We do this almost every January. It's called 21 Days of Prayer. And there could not be a better way for you to spend or start the year than in prayer, asking God to move, asking God to do something in you. So we would love, love for you to come back for that next week. I do want to give you a blessing. And so if you will, just hold out your hands. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may he go with you. May he fill you continually. And may he give you a word that guides you this next year. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. We love you, church. We'll see you next week.